0: Good morning, my name is Maureen Brown and it is my uh, privilege to bring the message this morning. Um, I I serve on the Attridge uh, staff at Forest Grove Community Church in family ministries and so I love families and this morning as I was uh, getting ready or this week, this is the beauty of grandkids. And so it's, uh, winter has kind of hit us, and so lots of people, we can tell from this morning, have decided to stay home and just watch, their, watch this service on the live stream. And I'm so thankful for live stream and that we have that capability. It's awesome. So this is for my grandkids, and the rest of you can be in on this. So they said, Grandma, you're going to be on TV. <laughs> they think I have my own TV show. <laughs> so they said, could you give us a signal that you're saying hello to us? And I said, what kind of signal could I give? And they said, well, Grandma, what about if you winked? So there's my wink. Or then they said, what about if you, like, did a thumbs up? Or what about, and this will be old for some of you that know Carol Burnett, they said, what about if you did this, Grandma? But the best thing that they came up with, and you'll be thankful that I might not go with this one, they said, Grandma, the best thing for us would be a karate kick. So this is for my grandkids on TV, the karate kick, but all for you, too. So welcome, those of you that are online. I'm so thankful that you can be here today. I just want to start by asking you a question. And the question is this. Have you ever broken a bone? Yeah, it's good. Some people are putting their hands up. I have broken two bones. When I was a little girl, I broke my arm. And then when I was in my early 20s, when I was married, I broke my little toe. And the way that that happened, I was in an Easter musical, and it was one of the real um, crucifixion, a scene that was really dramatic, and we were running down the aisle. And as we were running down the aisle, a friend of mine, who's this guy that's very tall, very big, I came down like this, and we were running, and he came down with the impact of his heel on my little toe. As we we're running, and I screamed because it broke, and the director thought, "Oh, Maureen is really into the scene tonight." Uh, and I uh, limped through the rest of that thing, and then that toe continued. We'd planned a a ski trip, Elmer and I, a spring ski trip. I couldn't get my foot into my ski boot. It was unbelievable how that toe affected me for a significant amount of time. And so who knew there was so much power in a little toe? Today, we are digging into further into Ephesians. And I want to start with this verse, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27. It says, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you are a part of it. So there is no insignificant part. Even at times, if we feel like little toes... We affect the whole body when we do or don't do our part. I love Ephesians because it's got two of my favorite verses that I have up on my office wall. And the first one is Ephesians 2:10 that says, For we are God's masterpiece or handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which He has prepared in advance for us to do. And the second one that I love is the prayer for the Ephesians in Ephesians 3, where he talks about the love and I pray, I kneel, that you will know God's love. And then ends with this, that it can be, he can do more than we can ask or imagine. In verse 320, love those verses. So as we go into Ephesians 4 and, and dig a little bit more into those passages, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. And Lord, as we just unpack these verses that you have for us today, that impact us as a church, that we are one church with many parts. And uh, Lord, I just pray that what is of you today, Lord, would be the things that we take home and things that are of me, that those things would fall away. So Lord, we just ask that we would open our hearts and minds to hear you this morning, what you have to say to us. Pray these things in your name. Amen. So last week, Pastor Bruce started off the series um, talking about the fact, and then Jody mentioned it again too, that the Ephesians is a wonderful manual for the church. It's a proclamation to the church to step into its calling, to address all kinds of issues, to embrace its power and giftedness, and grow into maturity. So last week we learned that to live a life worthy of our calling, it's gonna take some things on our part. It's going to take humility, gentleness, patience, and love to maintain that unity, but through the Holy Spirit. And we talked about how important that is because we want to have a common unity, which is the the root words of the words community. We want to have a common unity and gather around that. We are unified in what we believe, as Jody read in Ephesians 4, it ends with one God and Father of all, verse 6, who is over all and through all and in all. So our text today starts in verse 7. Ephesians 4, verse 7 to 13, and let's read that together. I invite you to take out your Bibles or follow along on the screen. It says, However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is what the scriptures say, that he, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So after all the talk of unity and the reminder of our oneness, notice the word at the beginning of verse 7. The word however. In other translations, the word is but. So there's a shift in thought. This transitional word, um, however, sets the individual apart from the all of verse six. And so what is Paul saying here? Um, We're all the same in the sense that we have received the fullness of God and no one receives more of God than the other. However, each member of the family receives different gifts from the Father. Each believer has a unique contribution to the kingdom. There is diversity within this unity. And so it begins with this truth. And the truth is that Christ gives gifts to each member of his family. We need to remind ourselves that these are gifts. So it's something given, not earned. Then before Paul talks about the gifts of the church, um, he seems to want to give more theological than practical. And he says this in verses 8 to 10. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. And you might say, what? Can you run that by me again? It can seem kind of confusing, but... This is one of those places where the New Testament, and Paul chooses to quote the Old Testament, and it would have had significant understanding for the readers at that time. So here Paul is pulling from Psalm 68. It's a victory song written by David, and Psalm 68, 18 says, when you ascended to the heights, you led a crowd of captives. You received gifts from the people, even from those who rebelled against you now the lord god will live among us there so in those days when a battle was won the conqueror would bring home the spoils of the war and bring some give some to the temple and distribute them among the people so the reference of psalm 68 is used as an analogy to show that christ's victory in defeating sin he won when he descended to the earth and won the battle that has given him the right to distribute the gifts. So the truth number two is Christ won the right. He has the right to distribute the gifts. And then number three in this, another truth, is Christ gives specific gifts for a reason. When we go um, to verse 11, it says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. You may have heard of the word APEST or the five-fold ministry. You may have heard of those words, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, shepherds, and teachers, the acronym APEST. So next week, we're going to be in the same passages, and Pastor Don is going to unpack these specific passages Passages in that regard, even deeper. So these gifts are meant to build up the church. We don't choose or earn the gifts that we have, they're free gifts given from Jesus, given from God. However, there is a catch. And the catch is our loyalty to the unity of the gift giver. So it's something we receive, but the gifts are for the benefit and building up of others. These are supernatural abilities that you had and you were given the moment you believe they're in you in order to fill your purpose as part of his plan in life. These are divine abilities. Our MB Confession of Faith um, in Article 6 in The Nature of the Church says this, gifts for ministry. Through the Holy Spirit, God gives gifts to each member for the well-being of the whole body. These gifts are to be exercised in God's service, to build up the church, and to minister to the world. But some of you might be saying, I, I'm not sure, because perhaps you have gifts that you've never unwrapped. And so that's probably one of the biggest questions we have often is, I don't know my gifts. And so um, at Forest Grove, a number of years ago, we drafted a resource entitled Understanding Your Spiritual Gifts. You can find the resource in its entirety on the website. But we suggest a path to discern and explore your own spiritual gifts. And I just want to highlight some of that today. The first thing that we suggested was just to start serving. One of the best ways to begin your journey is just to start serving. See a need and start serving. Serving will give you a way to test things, to see what fulfills you, to see what gives you life, to see what drains you of life. And as you're serving, others will affirm things in you as well. And so you might say, how do we do that during a global pandemic? How do I start serving? There seems to be so many limited ways or limited things we can do. Well, I want to tell you two examples that have just happened, and I've known, in the last weeks in our community. And the first example of this was um, we have a lot of great seamstresses in our community. And a number of weeks ago, one of them was standing at my office door and said, "Um, I'm not sure, but I just felt led to do this. And she had three packages of brightly colored, beautiful kids' fabric masks that she had sewn. And she had these bags full, and she had them categorized by age. And she said, perhaps there's people in our community, or maybe even our city, that don't have access to masks. Would you be able to use these? Well, yes. So Jody and I were just so happy to make use and find places for those masks. And so she just did something that she knew she could do, and just started serving. Another uh, thing that just happened in, uh, a week ago, uh, one of the members of our community posted on his, Facebook, on his uh, social media that he would like to pray for people. And so he said, please, private message me. I would just like to pray for you. That's what I feel called to do. That's one of the gifts I have, just to pray for people. And so I was talking to Landry Veach, and he said I could use that. He just likes to pray. So if you have prayer requests, he wants to serve in that way, private message him. And so those are things and the ways people can use their gifts during this time. Number two of our, our path we suggest is personal study and reflection. And that's a huge one. Pray and reflect on God, how, how God has wired you, your personality, what gives you passion. And then take time to study the spiritual gifts passages. And so in that, in that document, it lists the, pa- the passages that we would encourage you to study and just really pray and press into. The third step we suggest is use additional resources. And so additional resources are good books that people recommend, online information. I want to say spiritual gift tests are good and they can be helpful. Here's a little bit of the thing that I've found at times with gift tests is sometimes we answer in ways that we want to be. And so we come out with with something that's like, that's not how I see myself. And so that alone does not suffice. It's best to use all of the things suggested, though they may be helpful at times. The fourth step is to include others in your discernment. Pray and discern with your community. This could include your small group or leaders of ministries that you serve in, we want to remember that these gifts are about the maturity of the church, to equip and build up, become mature. Your gifts are yours, but they actually aren't completely for you. And that's, that's one of the mysteries. They're about the body, and they're about the community. To have your gift and not use it in your community is not using the gift that God's given you. And every time we welcome new members and new people and new gifts to our community, we change. And that's exciting. We change, we grow, we mature more and so today I'm so excited about what's happening today with Tyler Martin. He's going to be sharing his testimony in today's service. He'll be baptized and join our community. And the beautiful thing about Tyler is that I've already seen Tyler use his gifts in our community. And I've seen how he's built up and how he gives to to equip and to to build up in youth. I've watched him use his gifts. So these are exciting Um, We're each a vital part of the community as we use our gifts to serve together. The history of the church has seen an overemphasis on certain gifts. And sometimes that makes us shy away because we see an overemphasis on something. And also, we've had a time of denying that gifts exist. That's in our history. But our church and our MB conference understand that the gifts are still evident and active for today, essential for the vitality and the effectiveness of us as a church. So as I mentioned, some of us have gifts that we haven't unwrapped. But also, uh, there was a nudge in my spirit as I was preparing for today. And when I get those nudges, I first of all kind of like to deny them, but then when they become this almost lump that I'm supposed to include, I thought, okay, I need to include this. And this is the nudge that I had. Some of us have been given gifts, but we need to ask ourselves this question. In the way that I'm using my gifts, am I causing more division than building into the common unity? Am I truly making every effort to keep the unity? So am I living a life worthy of the calling and the gifts I receive? Do I walk away from times in my community and do I have those thoughts of, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that or is there just some unrest there? Did I do something to cause more division than unity? And that's a sobering thought, but it's a real opportunity for reflection. Am I building up the church or is what I'm doing tearing it down? Because diversity isn't... Division. And I, I want us to remember that to, diversity isn't division. Verse 13 says, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So I get to the end of the message, and so I ask, So why does this matter? Why is this so important? Why, when you wrote this manual for the church, why is this so important? And I come up with these points. Because when we place our life in Christ, his spirit is placed in us. And to gift and empower the church for for kingdom work. That's the purpose of it. And understanding your gifts matter because the mission God has given us as the church. Because of that mission. So at Forest Grove, we word it like this. We are called to be a covenant community of believers that loves God with our whole lives, intentionally discipling one another and together reaching out with the gospel to those who live right here in Saskatoon, the river, and to those who live at the very ends of the earth. And you have an important role to play. Your gifts matter diversity matters. Diversity isn't division. We need diversity within our common unity. In a minute, I'm going to have Brittany come up, um, but I would just like to close with this verse and a prayer. And the verse is from 1 Corinthians 12.4. It says this, there are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit is the source of them all. Same Spirit. We have different things, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. And so as you think about what am I going to be unwrapping, what am I going to be asking God to reveal in me, just remember that's our unity, the same Spirit. And so we want to pray this morning that God would reveal and release gifts within our community to build up and equip the church. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. And Lord, I trust by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you have spoken to people. You have, um, it's not been things I've said, it's been things that you've said. And so, Lord, I just pray those are the things that we leave with, that, that just nudge us, that we wrestle with, that we just need to press into. And so I say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you pour out? Here within this building, we're not just the church gathered, though, we're the church scat- scattered, so online, in living rooms, in, in uh, groups where people are watching together. Lord, would you pour out your spirit? Would you show us how you want to use us to equip and build up? Lord, I pray that you reveal and release among us your gifts and let your glory fill us, fill this church here gathered together and scattered beyond. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus, in your name.